Hi, we are Easy A's, Angie and Amanda, two best friends with a decade between us, which has shown us that you don't have to be at the same age and stage to get each other at a soul level. We believe life should be easy, not to say that it won't be complicated, but we are finding it is possible to move through life with more ease. Join us as we go down the rabbit hole of anything and everything that is lighting us up at the moment. Um, <laughs> that was a trip down memory lane. We both have songs with our names in them, and we were just listening to them. And I got to say, mine is better. I'm Amanda. Um, <laughs> I think Angela by the Lumineers no, is great, but it hasn't had the chance to reach classic status yet. Right. And so the song Amanda by Boston, we both knew it. <laughs> Pretty fantastic. I don't Although, even know when that came out. But we definitely both may, may, like the words mess them up. Well, okay. So it's not... It's not take you like a man. <laughs> <laughs> and make you understand. Because that's very it's, rapey. I'm going to say it like a man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is, yeah, it was yeah. definitely rapey. The words are very, very moving. Um, I'm going to take you by the hand. And make you understand, Amanda. Yeah, I'm going to take you by surprise and make you and realize. make you realize. <laughs> okay, the words are bad. I have a feeling if we analyze Amanda. the words to songs, we're going to be disappointed. And then what's the third one? Okay, so it's I'm going to I'm going to say it like a man. That's the second one. No, that's the third one. And make you understand. Oh, okay, I got that wrong one. And then what was the? Th- fourth one <laughs> no there's three <laughs> all right what's the i'm gonna other one? take you by surprise and make you realize right i'm gonna take you by mm. exactly it gets really confusing it does anyway it's a great song Fantastic. check it out by boston i think they just came out like last year it's fine but the lumineers <laughs> angela that's a good song and let's not forget that when we went pre-covid but your name is angie the last com no my name is angela I know, but you go by Angie, so it's I do. kind of fake, if you think about it. <laughs> you think about it. I'm just it. saying, mine's like my name, and I have no nickname. I don't go my, by Amanda, Mandy. My, uh, I, uh, I'm going to start calling you Mandy. I hate that. Please do not. No, my dad would actually really beg to differ. My name is Angela, and he wanted me to go by Angela, or it, perhaps Angel, but I'm really oh, thankful that that didn't happen. Angel would be cute. I was supposed to be born on Christmas. Christmas angel. Yeah. So and they it was were like, like nope, angelic. You angel. missed it. Now you're just Angela. Well, <laughs> and my, I was actually literally supposed to be born on Christmas day. My, that was like my, my due date. And uh, my mom refused to have a Christmas baby. So she, she held you in. No, no. she went to the hospital a week yeah. early and would not leave until she like literally by will went into labor a week early. Yeah. I don't know why I just said that. I know your birthday. I was like, wait a second. I don't know how time works. <laughs> you were born well, before we, Christmas. We have been learning that time is not linear. So it is opposite of that. It is. Which is. It can be confusing. What's the opposite of linear? The opposite of linear is a linear. <laughs> I don't know. Unlinear. <laughs> not linear. Dislinear. Anyway, we have some fun stuff to talk about today. We're we excited. Yeah, we had a we had a really good conversation earlier today. So we work together. We talked about that already on the show in terms of kind of how our paths have intertwined and how our 
chosen profession of HR for Amanda and HR and legal for me. Human resources. Human resources really intertwines together. (laughs) But we also... Such a robotic name for it. It's like, can we come up with something better besides... I know people call it people operations or whatever. People and culture, people People operations. I feel like that's a better word for the kind of work that we do, but... You're right. I mean, HR is definitely the catch-all and it doesn't really do justice to the type of work that we are trying to to do with the place. And for a second, I want everyone to close their eyes and picture when you think human resources, you think boring, depressing, no window office. The people that you knew when you first got a job and you were like, don't go to HR because that sucks. Right. (laughs) Well, and the tagline is like, don't, I mean, when... Paper pusher. Paper pusher. Don't invite HR. They're a buzzkill. <laughs> like, they, the, the the rules police are here. I like to make the joke when I'm talking to people, you know, in Mean Girls, when uh, Amy Poehler says, I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Right. And that's what I say about HR. I'm not a regular HR person. I'm, I'm a, a cool, cool HR, HR person. <laughs> do you want a drink? I'd prefer you do it in the office. <laughs> Let's not go out to the office and do that. Let's keep it safe. Um, so yeah, HR is not always, does not have the best. It does not. It doesn't get the best rap. It doesn't. Yeah, exactly right. But I think also that I stumbled into it in my career. Me too. In a way that felt really organic, but also felt like I was being thrown into the deep of an end of a pool that was filled with jello and I didn't know how to let get out. Well, and I think it goes really well with you have a law degree and so also a little bit of a side story. People always think I have a law degree because I worked at a law school. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. definitely do not have a law degree. <laughs> definitely never went to law school, but I think that's why it goes so well with yeah. HR is you have to know all these like policies and legal and and in my mind I'm like I mean I know it when I need to know it but it doesn't that's not why people choose to go into this profession maybe some people but not me sure I mean but I think that for both of us I mean for me when I stumbled into and on HR I was like wow I have the opportunity to marry something that I really love and feel like honored to work in with the legal field with what my passion is, which is people and relating to people. And that was for me, my motivation. And I think for most of the people I know in HR, which is quite a few, that's, that's all of them. I mean, everybody wants to be working with people. They want to be helping kind of bridge, bridge the chasm between employee and executive and kind of company level stuff. And the, overall organization and then the everyday employees and it's it's something that I really loved but I I definitely didn't know what steps I was taking and one of the things we were talking about earlier today is this concept of imposter syndrome when you're stepping into a new field and feeling like I don't really know what I'm going to do here or how to approach this but I'm going to fake it till I make it because I know I've got what it takes and I just, I have or your a, friends tell you, you do <laughs> or so yeah, people tell you, you do, but you also, you don't just try to skate along. You try to make it right. You, right. You try to dig in and really understand what 
you have agreed to kind of take on and, and what that means. It's interesting to me because I think our human reaction to those things, like when we feel like we're being imposters, when we feel like we don't know how to do something, um, our take is to, at least mine is to kind of point out what's wrong with everything else. And you're like pointing blame to why you're not succeeding or why you think you're not succeeding. Mm. That's, that's my reaction. It's like, if I can show everyone else why, why everything else is a mess, then if I fail at this, then it won't be my fault. That, mm. That's at least kind of how, how I had this sense of dread in many days where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Or I don't think I know what I'm doing. And, but it's, it's my fault, but it's not because everything else is failing. And you just kind of, that's really interesting. Take, that was my approach. Like you take a panicked fear-based approach and like, I don't know. That's been my experience. I love that you said that because it makes me think about my own response and how I responded when I felt like I was an imposter in a role. And I think that my response, which I'm not really sure what this says about me versus what your response says about you probably doesn't matter. I think my response is to double down and act like I'm right really strongly but I think we're saying the, the same but thing but it's out of the same sense of fear it's of the same being thing. wrong it's it's the same of like I'm right but let me point out to you why everyone else is um does that make sense it does it I feel like it's a little bit different of uh, of a response or the impact on the people that you are having that reaction sure. to. Yeah, that's true. You know, for me, I think that I'm kind of like, well, I'm going to talk about it in a way that nobody could doubt that, of course, I'm right. Yeah. You know, but I think what you're saying is a, a little bit different, but but where it's coming from is a seed of fear and not feeling good enough. And so the reaction that we have to that feeling of not feeling good enough is just a little different. Well, and then acting like, we know what's right and wrong in the grand scheme of things. I'm not saying like legally or, um, you know, like sure there's right and wrong, but this is just, this is down to like personal opinion and you just feel like you're failing maybe. And so you're grasping to say mm -hmm. like, no, I am right. Or yeah. no, I'm going to prove why everyone else is wrong. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. But I think that the interesting thing that we kind of hit on earlier today is that, you often don't recognize how far you've come and how much growth you have been through until you really kind of take a second to sit down and be like, oh, wow, because you start at something and you feel like you might be an imposter or that other people look at you as an imposter. And two years, three years later, you're like, okay, wow, actually, I have something to say here. I have... I do have a stance and it's not just because it's an opinion, but it's because I have seen it bear out across these different people and these different circumstances. And I've got experience now to kind of help frame up where I'm at. And, and you have gone from feeling like an imposter to feeling like you own your position and you never recognized yourself along the way for it. And I'm not just saying you, we all do this, mm -hmm. but it's, it's just interesting how we can start there, but we never along the way recognize ourselves for feeling like we actually fit now. And it's, it's not something that we're not vastly different from we, where we were before, 
Right. But our frame of reference on ourself is much different. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting how that change happens almost overnight. Mm-hmm. And it's like one day you're just a little bit different than you were the day before. Right. And it's a process for sure. But I think I can talk about it a little bit of starting a job in HR where I was an HR generalist and I really didn't have a ton of experience and that's why I wanted the job and Angie was um, in the VP of HR role and so she was going to kind of mentor me through it and um, get exposure to more parts of HR. Um, I'd only been exposed to recruiting and onboarding and hiring end of things and so I remember I started in the HR generalist role and feeling, I also was like an office manager at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I just remember feeling like, Oh, okay. This kind of is, this is cool for sure, but also not what I wanted. Right. It wasn't enough of what I wanted. And cause the office manager part of it was the thing I didn't want. And so it was like, it was such a weird place to be in. And then a couple months later, you ended up leaving and people still think that I planned that or we planned that in some weird way. And that's not the truth because no. this job opportunity came up for you. And you, I remember you said to me, cause we were like, I had to interview to get the office or the HR manager role. And you said to me, it's your chance to s- swim or sink. And I was like, or you could, like, it's yours to lose. And that's, like, the worst. You're like, oh, shoot. Like, great. So if I lose this, I'm really messing up. Um, but I was really excited about it. And I remember the interview yeah. process. I probably oversold it because I was like, I love this company. And they were probably like, you've only been here, like, a couple months. How could you love it? And I was just so excited for the opportunity but scared. I was so scared. Totally. And the first day after you were gone, I remember thinking, like, oh my goodness, like there is so much that I have to like figure out and earn. I have to earn so many people's trust. So Mm. many people, you'd been there so many years, like four years, five years, Mm -hmm, four. And they loved you. And it was this, for the first year or whatever, it was like, uh, you know, people would be like, well, Angie used to do this or, you know, uh, this was her way. And so then my thought process was I need to do it exactly like you and, And of course, throughout all of that, you learn like that's not true, but it, it takes time. And then here I am like three years later and I am now the HR director for a company and the same company. And I feel like I, I've, I've figured it out, but it's not in the way that you might think. It's just, it comes with, it comes with time and just being and just trusting. And we can talk more about that, but that's just kind of my experience with yeah. the the fear of all of that. Totally. I mean, I feel the same way. When I went from my job practicing law at a big firm in Denver to being a career counselor at the University of Denver, I, I hadn't been a career counselor before. I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I needed a shift And I was really excited about the opportunity. And so I remember going into the interview and I felt like I kicked ass. And I, you know, I did. But like, I also knew that on the other side of that, that like, I actually literally have no idea how to do this (laughs) job, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. I had no doubt about it. 
And then with this opportunity came up for me to step in both like kind of a quasi legal quasi HR role at the company that you're now the director at, I was like, okay, this seems so exciting to me. But I've never done HR in my life. That's so incredible. And I just went in and felt like the conversation was connected. There was synergy. I could just feel it. The energy was exactly what it needed to be. Yet I showed up on day one and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you created <laughs> totally so know many what processes. I'm doing here, except I don't, you know, and it's like we figure it out along the way. Right. We do. But like, Again, I don't know what you turn to when you feel like you didn't know what you were doing. I well, don't know who you turned to. I turned to, I, you know, at the time there was a mentor in the finance role and I, he was, he was a saving grace for me yeah. when I started at that, at that position and he had faith in me and it was fantastic. And it w- was really good to have somebody who was a mentor, but also like deferred to me because of like the legal background side of things that he he believed enough in me that I knew that I could grow to the potential that he saw in me. And he was the reason I got the role, to be honest. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was his, his partner had turned me on to the position and and told me about it. And so he was my champion from day one and it was great. And, you know, our working relationship changed over the years, but like that first year, it was definitely a situation where he was my mentor and it was clutch to have that. It's interesting too, because I think there's a time where, and I think you were that for me, by the way, like somebody I could go to at many moments and say like, okay, I'm kind of out of my depth here. What do I do? But I think there's this time where it's this weird period where you're like, your first reaction is to go to somebody else and ask. And then finally you're just like, oh wait, I can do this. Oh wait, I can do this. Yes. And it's this this period of just like you learn to trust yourself and be like, Oh, it's not that complicated. Yes. Cause I love to overcomplicate everything. We and all think do. even still today I do that somewhat. And then maybe I talk to you and I'm like, okay, that's not that big of a deal. I can just quickly do this. Um, but it's this moment of just trusting and being like, okay, that was great to have that person. They help you take flight. And then you, yeah, no fly. I completely agree. It's nice to have that as like a little bit of a crutch at first. But ultimately, you know that back to the words that I had said, whether it was sink or swim or it's your opportunity, like you you have to take ownership of that at some point. And I think that's something that's really missing today in the work world, just based on the experiences I have with my different sets of clients and what you have going on within your realm, we see people coming in who have never been told it's okay. Nobody knows what they're doing at first. Right. And teaching them that that's where you're supposed to start. And that then you create your own kind of community within the role that helps you kind of whether it's a formal mentorship or just kind of something that happens organically, that's what I feel so privileged to get to be a part of. When when I talk about HR, when I talk about people and culture, when I talk about the roles that I fulfill within organizations, that's my favorite piece. Being, help, being able to help somebody see their own potential 
and then learn how to champion for themselves, take control of their career, and be the boss that they know that they can be or that they want to be and not doubt themselves anymore. Kind of just really carry that torch within themselves. It's so funny because it's so easy now to do that for people who are just starting out, especially like in maybe an intern or an entry level role where you feel like you can really like you feel so much older or you feel like you've just you're like, I've been doing this for 10 years, however long I've been doing work, working Um, longer than that. Probably no, 10 years, 12 years. I don't know. When do we graduate college? (laughs) 22. You're right. Um, So, but it's so easy. And then it's just funny because like, then you start to, you realize though you can do that for anyone at any stage. And that's what I love about it too. I mean, I think that's what, when you have, even just in friendships where you're encouraging your friend to go for something like they are like, "Mm, I don't know if I should ask for this. You're like, no, here's why you should do it. And and you have that like, because you know from the other side of it, you're, you know, you're HR. So people are coming to you with things and you know how it works and you, you can encourage your friends to do that. Or right. you just see that in your friends so much more than they see it in you or than they see it in themselves. <laughs> I hope it's not more than they see it in you because that's a really bad friendship. But I don't know where it's going with that except to say that um, that is the cool part about it. Right. That is it's like you, when you finally feel like you're, you're helping someone see that. Right. No, I love that part too. And I just think, I don't know, but for this opportunity, I I think, and I don't know, rambling a little bit here, but I think that everything happens kind of along the way in kind of a purpose-filled way. So like we were talking about how I was practicing law at an organization or at a big firm in Denver, and then I shifted to DU Law School to be a career counselor there and then shifted into this role at this, you know, marketing agency that was quasi legal in HR. And, but for that opportunity, I would never have known what my sweet spot was. Like I always knew that I loved people. I always knew that I wanted to be involved both in a professional capacity, but in a relational capacity too Mm -hmm. with people. And I never would have learned what my sweet spot was. And, Yet also, one of the things that I think you and I have both talked about a lot in the last couple of years, as we've been on this journey to, you know, kind of discovery and consciousness shifting and everything, you know, our mentor that we actually just interviewed last week, Annie, has always taught us that it is not so much about what it is you are doing, it is about how you show up to it and how you do it. Mm -hmm. And So yes, I got to find my sweet spot, but we're working with people all the time who may or may not have found their sweet spot. And that's so much less the point now than understanding that you can bring your sweet spot to whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. If it's a skill level, I mean, you know, you may not want to like become a a teacher if you know that you can't stand, you know, (laughs) educating people or putting up with, you know, a classroom full of individuals. But if you can find something that appeals to you in terms of the work that you're doing, there is always a way that you can show up to it that is within your sweet spot. Right. And I think that's another piece of 
what's really exciting about the work that we get to do because first we had to figure out how to show that for ourselves and embody that in ourselves. And that is not an easy task a lot of the time, whether it's a day that's frustrating um, or whatever, it's, it's a constant reminder that like, okay, I can back up and say, okay, this day may not be my favorite, but overall the opportunity that I have to show up, like how do I want to choose to do that today? And I love the opportunities we have to kind of work with people also to help them see that it is really up to you how you want to see this. And some organizations are going to be more supportive for you and some organizations are going to be more difficult for you, but helping people really kind of take control over that part of their own journey is pretty empowering. I remember when I first started like meeting with people and I would get so stressed out because I'd want to fix everything for them right away and you know any problems or things that they were experiencing that they didn't like the discomfort I wanted to just make them comfortable and it's interesting because like that is to me totally not really the idea anymore like certainly if if somebody has something you know if they're if they have too many, they're working too many hours or, you know, things like that. Sure. But like, it really is more about trying to understand how you can help them just, just alleviate it even in the moment and just be okay with it and Mm -hmm. say, okay, like you're approaching, that's how you're approaching it really is how you want to approach it, you Mm -hmm. know? And, um, I don't know. It's just so interesting to me, the difference between, year one and year three maybe in which you you approach things and even I'm sure my demeanor is is calmer or like I don't feel so quick to try to like blame it on something right like there's nothing to blame it on but like let's find a solution Mm -hmm. or um I don't know it just takes me back to when you were talking about Annie and how I felt that myself like I show up every day and I'm just stressed out and like, Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was the whole thing of like, you can show up differently anytime you want, (laughs) but it's like, it's a groundbreaking idea, but they, at the same time, you're kind of like, okay, but how, how do I do that? How do you do that? So how do you do that? I was just thinking about that. I think the last few weeks, I mean, this is a constant reminder for myself too. I think for me, some of my favorite techniques of showing up differently and it's so simple but it's so sometimes hard to remember to take the moment that it takes to do this um I think my very very number one tip would be to anytime you're getting ready to hop on a call hop into a meeting shift your energy to a new person a new client a new situation to really I mean, for me, it's all about clearing what happened just before this and mentally keeping open my space of thought for what I'm entering into. Absolutely. So for me, it's literally about like, okay, we schedule ourselves in back to back to back blocks, right? But I'm always cognizant of trying to step out of a meeting a minute or so ahead of time if I can. And literally, that's all it takes is saying like, okay, I'm going to close out that meeting. Now, mentally, I'm thinking, all right, 
I always envision myself with like a hula hoop around me and I set anything outside of the hula hoop that is not getting ready to be in my awareness next. And so if I just closed off a meeting with you, I'm going to put you outside my hula hoop. If my kids were just talking to me, I'm going to put them outside the hula hoop. If my dog just was barking, I'm going to put him outside the hula hoop. And then I think about what is coming next and what is in needing to be in my awareness next. And if it's a different client, if it's another situation with my kids, if it's something else, I'm thinking like, okay, this is where my focus needs to go. I'm going to clean myself. I'm going to clear myself. And now I'm going to put my attention there. And what is it that I can do in this moment that is going to be helpful to this situation? And it doesn't have to be lofty and it doesn't have to be anything big. And this whole process takes 60 seconds. So to me, it's totally worth hopping on a caller into a meeting one minute late to walk in and be fully present. And I can take a quick second to say, apologize for my tardiness. I'm so happy to be here, right? But for me, it's all about closing out the experience that came before and focusing wholeheartedly on the experience that's next. And then again, closing that out. And I think for me, that helps me show up in a place of my nervous system is calmer. My presence is there for whoever it is that needs it in that moment. And I'm not trying to put out a million different fires. And I am not always good at this. But when I'm not, I can tell a real difference in how I show up for my clients and to the people that I need to show up for. And when I don't do that. Yeah. What about you? Hmm. Now you're just reminding me how many times I don't do that. And I think it's just about being really present in, in each meeting because again, it's back to back to back and mm -hmm. you've talked through so many things with different people and there's so many things to do and you're like, I gotta do these things. And now I have two laptops. So sometimes I'm like on video on one and I'm like trying to do work on the other. And I'm like, it's like the interview process. You and I talked about this. It's like every interview, like viewing that as a cool opportunity to get to know somebody new, sell them on your company, see if they're the right fit. Right. But if you don't go into it thinking like that, then it just feels like everything feels like you're catching up. And so for me, I think it's just the same thing. It's just stopping and anything else and being super present in the moment and saying, this is all that matters right now. I'm going to, you know, some people I like to do like a walk and talk when we have meetings. And so we get on our cell phones and we walk outside while we're talking to each other. And that feels super present. You're mm -hmm. not, a, you're not able to do anything else except just focus on that person. Absolutely. And so I think it's just what you described. I mean, it's, it's just taking a mental note. Okay. I'm on to something new right now and I'm going to focus on that mm -hmm. and I'm going to just not worry about the 10 other things that came up in the meeting before this. Yeah. Um, but I think setting your day off, right. I notice, like if I bring, if I begin a morning with meditation or prayer or if I'm feeling really good, or even like if you play music in the shower and you kind of get, you know, a little bit and now we're remote. So you got to do things to like make you feel alive. Maybe you get ready. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not, you know, rolling out of bed and, and showing up. It's just being like, this is my day. I get this day. Yeah. And who knows how many days we get, but like, this is right. my day. I'm going to be here for it. I love that. And 
and things are changing. Things are coming my way. Maybe like, maybe this new opportunity is coming my way. Maybe like, you know, maybe I'm going to have like a really super fun time tonight with a friend. So I'm just going to try to like live like versus just getting through the day. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to live this day and like what's going to come up. And usually when you have that mindset, the day just takes on a new, it's like, it's a new personality. It's not so drab versus the day as I don't do that. Then I'm just on the phone, probably complaining to people like friends, like, Oh, you won't believe this Mm -hmm. or, you know, and, and it just gets away from you and you've spent the whole day trying to justify everything. And like, it just doesn't work. No, I love that. I love that idea of kind of starting your day with intention too, because I, I find that I'm able to do that easier on the mornings that we don't have our kids with us, but on the mornings that we do, it's like Mm. all I can do to kind of have a morning connection point with my husband. And then we have to like, make sure we're getting up and doing breakfast, getting lunches packed, getting the kids out the door. And so it's like that time before I take a deep breath and dive into my work feels like it has disappeared. And before all of this happened with the pandemic and everything, I was so committed to like my morning practice, right? Of like getting up early, Mm -hmm. doing some mindful movement, doing some meditation. And I don't know what happened when pandemic life hit, but I could not get, like for the first six months, I was sleeping in later. I couldn't quite get it together. We all were doing that. And now- It's because it was like our- our dream of never having to go anywhere was realized and it was like, but wait a second, you kind of like that structure because it requires, it requires you to do something. I think I was just talking to our friend Catherine and she said something and about TV and how TV is the biggest time waster. And I'm like, I've just been thinking about that. I'm like, you're so right. How many, how many moments do I spend wasting time on TV so you could say like or like sleeping in and not getting right to what I want to be doing right uh and it's just like how do you want to frame your day and it's I think it's habit too like if we get in the habit and then I think sometimes it's okay to just say oh well this was a wash of a day (laughs) you know and sometimes it is I mean even just this week I was you know I posted something on stories about how like there are days that I just need to work from bed like sometimes my energy is setting myself up in my office making sure it's immaculate making sure everything I love around me is like just there and like it makes me feel good and juicy and just like ready to dig into the day. And then there are days that my energy is just like so low that I know that if I don't just like honor that and like work from my laptop in bed. You don't have any meetings those days. uh, Or sometimes I do and I just, you know, take them. And I, I remember taking board meetings from my bed at a couple of points over the pandemic. And I don't know if people recognized it or realized it, but like I did. And it's like that energy, like just to like give into it in in a moment and say, okay, this is where I'm at today. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means this is where I'm at and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, but I'm going to still be present. What if you're like laying down with the computer on your like, (laughs) On stomach my, and you're like typing with your hands like near your I, chin i don't think i've taken any I've meetings done that like before. that well i've never taken a meeting but i've been like i gotta send this email well who hasn't done that but yeah 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's been an interesting time in our lives to, you know, kind of shift in this way. And I would also say that because of the nature of our job and the way that we are needing to truly connect in with people at a personal level and really make connection with them, it's been interesting to see the way that that can happen over Zoom, over walk and talks, things like that, because I think at first it felt so strange because we're so used to having face-to-face one-on-one meetings with people in our offices. And when that stopped becoming a possibility, we recognized we are humans and we're built for connection. We're going to find a way to make this happen. And we have. And I think that it looks different than it used to look. It feels different. It feels different too. But I think that while the first part of life during pandemic times, we felt like we couldn't wait to get back to normal. Now we feel really good recognizing that we're in a new normal and that we get a chance to kind of pick and choose what worked for us versus what didn't. So no, we kind of looped around here, not necessarily talking so much about what we do on a day-to-day basis anymore and to kind of where the last year or so has led us, but I think it all ties together. Yeah, for sure. And I think let's talk a little bit about, and then let's be done. Um, <laughs> let's talk about what, what excites us and if you will, lights us up about the work that we do and like kind of our, what we anticipate doing like in the future. Um, so mm. today we kind of got, really excited and I think this is important too for life in the pandemic is always like questioning look okay what makes me excited to get out of bed and like I know people in digital marketing that love what they do and they they're like hooked on it you know Mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. great so you know and for us I think there's like bits of joy that I find like certain projects I have that I'm like oh I really liked that project I liked the taste of that and so I think we were talking earlier about like how we bring this, this mentality of showing up differently and um, it's not necessarily what you do, but how you do it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, how we can bring these practices and techniques to helping people go from the, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do it to like, Oh, I'm totally owning it. And maybe I don't kill it every day, but I'm killing it most days and I feel good. And I'm just, calm and neutral yeah um and so we kind of thought about like things that would I don't know what what lights you up I mean for me it's definitely about the connection with people and helping them I don't know I I honestly think that the best way for me to say it for me is when I have the opportunity to connect in with somebody and help them see what I see in them that to me feels like the warmest fuzzy possible. And so to connect in with somebody who I see their incredible potential, I see their intention and to help them see it in themselves and then think about how they can translate that to the work that they're doing and make a difference. It doesn't have to be to the whole world. We're not here to change the entire world. We're here to have impact in our space. And when people can see that they can have impact there and that they 
can make a process better or a thing better. Like it just, it excites me when people start to get excited about their own potential. And I love that. I love the opportunity to work with people and help them see that. And I love the opportunity to help people see themselves the way that others see them, especially when they aren't recognizing the impact they're already having. Yeah, no, that's good. That's a huge... So I love that. And I love the opportunity to do that, whether that's working with a company or an organization or with an individual. For me, it's really about helping people understand that you get to choose how you show up and you get to choose the impact that you make. And so what do you want that to look like, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's the whole ethos of a company or whether they want to raise up the most incredible next generation of workers, even if they don't stay at their company forever. I love the idea and opportunity of getting to work with that group of people and helping them see their potential. And yes, while you're at company X, you're going to be working on company X's mission and vision and values. But that is translatable no matter where you go. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, for me, I get pretty jazzed about the idea of working with both companies and individuals on that type of thing. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I, I would agree. I think that's cool. And it's even giving me inspiration for like now and how, you know, continuing to do that for now and like kind of reigniting that, that passion into what I do now. Mm -hmm. But I would also say something else that makes me super excited is thinking of like training and doing I've always been interested in um, companies that come in and work with you like we've worked with different ones in my at my current company and they come in and they like they maybe play these weird games and (laughs) like you do these exercises and and I'm not sure that would be the approach but just kind of like being the consultants that come into a company and say hey here's a different way to do it like here's here's uh we're gonna give you this you know engaging presentation whatever that looks like mm-hmm. for half a day and then um we're gonna meet with certain people and like really get a feel for your company and when I was in my uh master's HR program I remember I was super excited about this one class and the guy was a consultant and he talked about just going into different companies and and he would interview everyone and, you know, you're getting to the root of a problem and you're trying to help find a solution. And I don't know, that just really excites me about maybe what we have to offer eventually yeah. and, and doing it in a different way. And it's, it's the way that's easy because yeah. we, it flows and we get it. Totally. And well, I and I know, th- it's I th- fun. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, I know we've talked a bit about, you know, the title of the show being easy A's, but I think that that for, for sure is a tenant for both of us that no matter what we are doing, if we are not doing it with ease, if we are not doing it in a state of flow, then we are not doing it in alignment. Yeah. And teaching that to other people that, and, and somebody else's ease and flow and alignment is going to be so different from mine, but right. It doesn't, you don't need to emulate me. You just need to understand that like you have your own version of that. And how do we get to that? Mm -hmm. And I think that if we were all operating from that place, and certainly I can't wait to do more work on myself and operate more from that place. But I think that if we were all operating from a place 
yeah. of ease and flow and alignment that I think that we would all be feeling a lot more connected to and fulfilled by the work that we're doing. Absolutely. I think, I think that's a perfect place to leave it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a wrap for this episode of Easy A's Podcast. Thank you for stopping by and joining us. For more information on what we discussed today, check out the links in the show notes. We'll be back at you soon for another conversation amongst friends. But if you'd like to connect with us in the meantime, find us on Instagram at Easy A's Podcast. We'd also be ever so grateful if you would take a hot second to subscribe to our podcast and give us a quick rate and review. And better yet, share us with one of your friends. See you soon.